Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today we're going to be talking about the fear of feelings. Before I get into that, I want to let you know that I have a free guide. It's called Copy and Paste Texts for When He's Pulling Away or Acting Flaky. It's eight pages long. That's a page for each individual situation where he might be pulling away or acting flaky that come up most commonly with the women that I work with. And you can find it in the show notes or on my website, which is ambergrubman.com. So let's talk about the fear of feelings. My coaching background and what originally got me into coaching was seeking solutions for my dating life and confidence, hence Women's Dating and Confidence podcast. And it was very action oriented. That's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know what to text him when he's pulling away or acting flaky. I wanted to know what to say, where to meet men, what to do, like the actual action steps that I needed to take to create the dating life that I wanted. It wasn't until later when I started working with Dr. Aziz that I started learning more about meditating and sitting down and feeling your feelings and just noticing where they are in your body and that kind of stuff. And at first it really didn't resonate with me because my mindset was like, why are we sitting here feeling our feelings when we could be out there talking to cute guys? So (laughs) I really didn't understand the value of it. And then I read a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And I thought this was a quote from the book, but then I couldn't find it. So I'm actually not sure if this is a quote from her, but I thought it was. But anyways, um, a big part of what she teaches in the book is all of our fears are fears of feelings. I think she said that. It may have also been Tara Brock from Radical Acceptance. But anyways, what that taught me is that anything that you're not doing, any action that you're not taking or any action that you are taking is probably due to a desire to feel or not feel a certain emotion. So if you're still with that guy who's treating you like shit, it's probably because you're unwilling or afraid to feel heartbreak or loss or loneliness or sadness. If you are not going on dates, it's probably because you're unwilling to feel frustrated or anxious or nervous. If you are not taking action in your dating life, it's probably because you're afraid to feel something. And the most common things that we're afraid to feel are rejection, heartbreak, loss, sadness, loneliness, fear. All of those emotions are underlying any action that we're not taking. So if you don't have the skill of being able to experience your emotions without running from them, um, finding meaning in negative emotion, not letting emotions control and dictate your behavior, then you are going to have a really hard time progressing in any area of your life. So dealing with emotions, feeling our feelings, working on that aspect of it and not just the action piece is just as important because it actually drives everything. Everything is driven by our emotions. So I want to give you just a few ideas around how to not feel afraid of your own emotions, how to be more willing to feel all of your emotions and therefore not let them have power over you. So 
Um, if you're afraid of loneliness, then that's going to have a tremendous power over you because you'll do a lot to avoid it and usually not in your favor. So I want to give you a few ideas just to get started and then you can kind of see what resonates with you and explore more. So the first most important thing with the fear of feelings is to change your definition of success. I know my definition of success, whether it be a good day or a good life or a good week, is the ratio of how happy I felt to how negative I felt. So if I felt ease, comfort, peace, joy, happiness, excitement, all of the positive emotions in a day, that was a good day and I felt successful for that day. If I had challenges, if I felt sad, if I felt lonely, if I had any negative emotion, it was a bad day, it was unsuccessful, and therefore something went wrong. Something is wrong with my life, something's wrong with me if I'm feeling bad. Now you can already see how that definition of success will set me up for failure (laughs) for two reasons. One, if you're always searching for ease, comfort, joy, happiness, etc., you end up creating more suffering and pain in your life because a lot of the things that create well-being and lasting happiness in your life require discomfort up front. So maybe I'll like chill and watch Netflix all day and feel ease and comfort, but it later on creates more suffering in my life because I'm not progressing and creating what I want. Um, The other reason that definition sucks is because life inherently is not always comfortable, happy, positive emotion. And so if you're setting yourself up in a way where you have to feel happy all the time in order to feel successful, like things are going well, then you're really setting yourself up for failure because nobody feels happy all the time. Nobody has a perfect life and challenges will come and you don't want to have the attitude of something is wrong when there's a challenge because there's nothing wrong with having challenges or negative emotion. So whether or not you are aware of it, you have a definition of success, what it means for you to be good. Like I can like myself if I did this, that, and this, if I felt this way, if this happened, if this person likes me, if these things are in place, then I can feel good and happy about myself and my life. And what we want to do is be really conscious of what those rules are for you. Because like I said, for me, it was if I feel happy and ease and comfort and peaceful and joy, um, that's not a good rule to set up for yourself for your definition of success and happiness. For some people, it's if enough people like me and approve of me, and then you spend all day trying to go about getting other people's approval. That's another way to set yourself up for failure. So first, bring to your awareness what your rules are for success. And secondly, be very conscious about what you want those to be. So I'll share with you what mine are that I believe set me up for success. So my new definition of success is one, did I grow? Two, did I feel fully alive? And three, what seeds did I sow? So that one's really important, and that comes from the quote, again, from another person that I don't remember, judge each day by the seeds that you sow, not by the harvest that you reap. 
that's really important in dating as well. Um, If you judge each day by the fact that you don't have a boyfriend yet, but you want one, you're just going to make yourself miserable. If you judge each day by what you did to grow as a person and what you did to start planting those seeds for eventually meeting that person, that's a much better way to measure your success. So make sure that your definition of success doesn't have included in it that you should be happy all the time or that you shouldn't face any challenges in your life. And that's also what the first question is about. Um, Do I feel fully alive? Because for me, being fully alive includes experiencing a range of emotions and not just positive emotions all the time. So I can have like challenges and feel fully alive. Okay, so after you've created your new definition of success, your conscious definition of success, I want you to approach your emotions with curiosity. So most of us, when we have a negative emotion come up, what we'll do is push it away and like our knee-jerk reaction is like, what are you doing here? Get out of my body. (laughs) You don't belong in here. And that just creates more resistance and it's more of that idea of like, I shouldn't feel bad ever and that just makes it worse. Um, Instead, approach the emotion with curiosity and compassion and patience instead of trying to get rid of it immediately. See what it's there to tell you, see what it needs, see what it feels like, what would it look like if you had to imagine and just be there with it. And one thing that I wrote my email list was that recently with sadness and loneliness coming up with this big transition that I'm going through, I was having that ball of energy in my chest and kind of mixed with anxiety and feeling disoriented in this new city. And I slowed down and remembered (laughs) to be curious when I feel an emotion like that and I could feel where it was and I could feel the energy of it and in my mind I told the emotion you have value and I felt it begin to heal and I felt like that's exactly what it needed and I couldn't have done that if I didn't first slow down and remain open and curious to the emotion. Your negative emotions, the really challenging ones, the ones that hurt, those are the hurt parts of you. Those are the parts of you that need love. And when you're pushing them away and you're ignoring them and you're shoving them down and rejecting them, you aren't paying attention to the parts of you that need healing and you're rejecting yourself. And that affects your self-worth, that affects the way that you feel towards yourself, it affects the way that you treat yourself. And of course, when you're running away from those feelings, when you're afraid to feel them, then it affects every other area of your life. The second approach for handling those challenging feelings is kind of opposite, but it's in a way similar. So with more intense emotions, emotions that feel urgent that have that urgent quality like anger or craving or impatience or anxiety or that kind of uh, energy, like like something needs to be done right now, like I need to fix my life or 
um, that kind of energy that comes with it. What I noticed is that when I tried to slow down and be curious and loving and all that kind of thing, it just made me, it made it more intense and it didn't really help me. And what I noticed is that I actually need more of a, a masculine energy approach for those emotions. So I'll tell that emotion, like, bring it the fuck on. Like, get over here. Show me what you got. <laughs> Try me, man. So if it's a, an emotion like fear, like having a strong uh, reaction to it in that way can actually be supportive. And that's not the same as pushing it away because what you're actually doing is facing towards the emotion and telling it to come to you and telling it that you can handle it. And that's actually just another way of embracing the emotion. At least that's what I felt for myself when I took that approach. A lot of the times when negative emotions come up, we have this inner narrative, whether we're aware of it or not, that goes something like, oh, like, I can't handle this. This is too much. This hurts. No. And like, (laughs) that makes you feel weak. And when you change it to the more masculine energy approach of like, I can take a punch, like, get over here. Show me what you got. I can handle this. It changes it and puts you in a place of strength and power and therefore eliminates your fear of that emotion. So you're going to have to kind of experiment with yourself and just feel what's needed in that moment. So first slow down and feel that emotion and see what's there. And then depending on that, you might decide that you need more power, you need more strength, or you might need more of the yin energy, the love and compassion and slowing down and feminine nurturing uh, approach and just see what's needed in that moment. Another thing that I will tell myself when I feel a negative emotion come up is don't close your heart because sometimes I do things outside of my comfort zone and they don't work out in my favor. I will say something stupid. I will embarrass myself. I'll go on a date and do something cringy and think about it later. Like, no, (gasps) why did I do that? And after the fact, when I'm thinking about it and I'm feeling that emotion and I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? I will tell myself, don't close your heart because these are the kinds of experiences that people have and they get afraid of the emotion of embarrassment or heartache or whatever comes up for them. And then they close their heart and they don't put themselves out there anymore. And that's not how I want to live my life. And I will consciously tell myself that when I embarrass myself, when I do something that didn't work out the way that I want to, don't close your heart. And really what that means to me is that I understand That if I'm living life outside of my comfort zone, if I'm always pushing my edge in how much I share, how much I put myself out there, how much I give, um, what opportunities I take, I'm going to mess things up. Things aren't going to work out. I'm going to be disappointed and things are challenging and I wholeheartedly choose that and I accept it with all of the amazing things that come my way when I'm living outside of my comfort zone, like true joy and love and exhilaration and happiness and excitement and passion. Not closing my heart means 
knowing that those things are a package deal and if I close my heart to this emotion that I'm feeling right now, I'm also closing my heart to all of the amazing things that are in store for me. Kitty cat has walked in now. Do you want to say hello? Meow. <laughs> That's my cue, you guys. Thank you so much for listening today. If you want to connect, I will meet you over on Instagram. And I hope you have an amazing day.